Chapter 26, in which Manka makes another sacrifice. When the elves came, Father Lighter, Brother Desant, and Sister Gutig came to protect us. We left the house at night, and... But that was as far as I got in telling the story to my father. As he started to shake, I was scared to look at him. His face was contorted, and he was shaking uncontrollably. His shoulders were heaving up and down. What is it? I asked, concerned for him in spite of his behaviour since our arrival. Tears were rolling down his red face as he sobbed. But no, he wasn't sobbing. He was laughing. Lighter? He managed to get the name out through the tears and the laughs. Lighter came to protect you, that coward. He roared again with laughter. Lighter thought he could protect you from the elves. He thumped the table with his fists. I notice he's not here now. How long did he last before he fled to save himself? Did he make it through the night? No, my mother answered him quietly from the curtain. Sharon, my father said her name, cruelly dripping from his voice. Nice of you to rejoin the conversation. You were always quite the lighter follower, weren't you? You always wished I was a little more like him, didn't you? That must have hurt you, mustn't it? He left before the night was out. That's impressive, even by lighter's cowardly standards. He sacrificed himself for us. My mother spoke quietly. The last thing he said was that we should find you. He's the bravest goblin I've ever known. The room went silent for a moment that seemed to stretch out into an eternity. Eventually, my father lifted himself from his chair, drained his glass and flung it with all his might at the opposite wall. Lighter, he roared at my mother, is nothing but a coward who was never prepared to make the sacrifices that needed to be made to protect our kind. He's the bravest goblin I've ever known, my mother repeated, quietly but determinedly. He is a coward, my father roared back at her. It was at that moment that I felt the light building up within me. A tingling sensation burst from deep within me and ran all across my skin. There was nothing I could do to stop the light from coming. It didn't matter that I wanted my mother to see me conjure light in a joyful moment. The light was coming, and there was nothing that could be done to stop it. It started with my body glowing, and I felt the room fall silent, and all their eyes lock onto me. But the light didn't stop there. It lit up the whole room. I saw my father's face painted white by my light. My mother shone ethereal in the light I provided. The light forced itself upon Handown and Manka, and the light continued to grow. It threw the door and the curtains open. The curtain fluttered in the light. The light grew brighter and brighter and brighter, until suddenly I had no more light left within me to conjure, and collapsed back in my chair. The room fell back into silence, but only for an instant. My father now looked panicked. There's no way they won't have noticed that. The elves will be coming. We need to be ready. What are you talking? My mother was asking him. Sharon? My father spoke again, calmly but firmly. There was no cruelty in his voice this time. I am sorry. I am sorry for... for everything I have done. He paused. I am sorry for everything I will do, but right now I need you to listen to me. The elves will be coming, and when they see that our child can summon the light, they will... they will... I can't say it. You all need to listen to me. Dwarf, Manka, get behind me. Protect Sharon. Protect our child. 
There is a balloon in the middle of the yard. It is our only chance of getting out of here alive. Immediately, Handel and Manka followed my father's instructions and placed themselves between him and my mother and me. My father hitched a strange contraption of wood and strings over his shoulder, grabbing a small sack of black powder and leant against the wall next to the door, waiting. Within moments, we heard feet pounding outside of the room. The door flung open and three elves stood in the doorway with murder in their eyes. Calmly, my father drew a handful of powder from his sack, sprinkled it in front of his face and blew. The effect was immediate. As soon as the grains of powder reached the elves, they collapsed unconscious on the spot. Quickly, my father called over his shoulder as he whipped out through the open door. Spotting another elf, he threw more of the powder in its face to the same result. Pulling the strange contraption of wooden strings from his shoulder, he cocked a lever, aimed at an elf not twenty feet away, and pulled a hitherto hidden trigger. The elf was felled. Moving without discussion, Manka advanced on my father's left, swishing and jabbing her blade in a whirlwind. Simultaneously, Handown advanced on my father's right, swinging his club without Manka's agility, but to no less effect. Elves were sent flying in every direction by Handown's mighty club. Within a minute, we'd already made it halfway to the balloon. We were going to make it. Father cocked, aimed and fired. Cock, aim, fire. Elf after elf fell. Manka kept swishing and jabbing, swishing and jabbing, and Handown kept clubbing. We were within thirty yards of the balloon. And the yard filled with elves. Suddenly, I wasn't so sure that we would make it. Manka turned to look at us and spoke in her usual melodic voice. Child, if you have any light left, now is the time. It was clear then that Manka was no longer looking at me, but rather at my mother. You said you still feel the same. Manka paused, clearly summoning a courage she wasn't sure she had. So do I. I felt within my soul, desperate to find how I summoned the light. I didn't know what to do. I'd never done it deliberately. It always been an accident. My mind suddenly drifted entirely of its own volition to a memory long, long ago. It drifted back into the fogs of my memory to a time when my father had returned home from the tavern with his friends. They'd made such a ruckus as they staggered through the door. Mother had been furious. She tried to send me to bed, but father had lifted me up from my three-legged chair and had carried me out into the night sky. He'd thrown me up into the air and caught me. I can still remember looking up at the stars as I floated up towards them, before inevitably plummeting back down into his waiting arms. Floating up and plummeted down. Floated up and plummeted down. It had looked to me then as though a black sheet had been thrown over a row, but a small pixie or some other sprite had flown up there and taken bites out of the sheet, and through those holes in the black sheet the moon shone. I'd shouted this to my father, and he'd roared with laughter as he held me close to him and danced his way back into our house. He'd pulled my mother close too, her face still a portrait of fury, and we'd bounced around the kitchen until she could maintain her anger no longer and joined us dancing around the kitchen, father singing strange slurred songs all the while, until finally I was tucked into bed, protesting all the while. The goblin in that memory seemed a stranger now, that goblin was my father no longer. I wanted that father back. And I summoned the light again. Not the same amount as I had in the room, but enough to cause the elves to pause. 
and for Manka to move faster than I'd ever seen anybody ever move before. Quickly, my father whispered, lifting me over his shoulder as he spoke. Handown was dragging my mother towards the balloon. Manka was knocking elves to the ground as we arrived at the balloon. Manka was knocking elves to the ground as we climbed into the basket. Manka was knocking elves to the ground as my father began to cut at ropes holding us to the ground. No! My mother screamed. You can't leave her! My father paused what he was doing, only for long enough to take hold of my mother's hand and whisper to her, She has done this for you and the child. She has done this so you can escape. She has sacrificed herself for you. She has done this because she loves you. Do not throw away her love. My father went back to cutting the ropes, but it was clear from his face that something was wrong. We should have begun to ascend by now, he muttered to himself. Why aren't we going up? He turned then and his eyes fell on Handelm. Before my mother or I knew what was happening, my father had crossed the basket, blown his powder into Handelm's face and tossed him out of the basket into the yard of the elves. The balloon began to rise. In less than a minute, our two companions, who had guided and protected us since Harfen, were gone. In less than a minute, my father had cut them ruthlessly from our lives.